Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at sierranevada.com. Just a deep breathing. Yeah. Bob, I know, you, like me, you were probably glued to the TV watching the game again this past weekend. And um, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't oh, pretty. All that good stuff you were talking about last week? No. No. Jeez, uh, I don't know how to say this. Um. The magical run, <clears throat> sorry, of my beloved Jayhawks uh, in this year's NCAA men's basketball tournament came to a, well, just a quick and brutal end uh, this, this past week. It was weekend. close though, right? Well, you know what? The f- it was, we had a real game there for about the first 30 uh, seconds. <laughs> oh, oh. And then after those first 30 seconds, it was sort of all Villanova after that, you know, but... Uh, Is that a term of phrase? Villanova. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ice cream flavor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, no, it's, a, it's the team we were... We were just brutally, mercilessly beaten down by, yeah. So, so you've given up basketball. I've given up until the the insane. <laughs> they this do call it. They call year. it madness. Total, you know this. Total I mean, insanity. Everybody, yeah, yeah, madness. Even I know that. So, uh, I'm, I'm driving into work this morning. I'm just, I'm so depressed. You know, it's just. You it's look just, terrible. It, I know. I just, I hadn't slept. You, you I haven't had, shaved. I haven't bathed. Your sh- nothing. shirt says nope. 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 So I'm slogging into work, and and I I sort of like, oh, maybe I'll just push play here and see if something happens on my stereo. And this song that I'm going to play came on, and it just changed everything for the better. Yeah. It just made me feel so much right. better. Now, I just want to say, right out the gate, it, it feels like your typical four-on-the-floor dance pop song, but I want you in particular... I need to stay in the room. Yeah, <laughs> but I want you in particular, Bob, uh, to think instead of, like, Frank Zappa... I think when you hear this song, the song is called Boyfriend, in parentheses, repeat, and it's by a band called Confidence Man.
Perfectly goofy. I like that. Uh, goofy's a good word for it. In fact, so this band, they're called Confidence Man. They're from Australia. The song Boyfriend is from their upcoming record, Confident Music for Confident People. Their whole thing is being dorky. In fact, all the members of the band go by these pseudonyms. There's Janet Planet, Sugar Bones, Clarence McGuffey, and Reggie Goodchild. And in an interview recently with NME, New Musical Express, uh, Janet Planet said, there's not enough dorkiness in dance music. And so that is their goal, and I think they do it well, to bring bring dorky to dance music. And in fact, their live shows, uh, they have all these synchronized dances, and they're just the goofiest dance moves. There's nothing cool about them at all. They're intentionally goofy. Uh, and this is from their debut record, Confident Music for Confident People, out April 13th. And I want to thank them for making me smile on my way into work this morning. That must so, have been hard because it really, it really were, was. You were, you were pretty down. Yeah. No, I was. Do so you want to talk about the game a little more? <clears throat> I really would rather not. No, it's, I just, um, it's time to heal. Joshua. Joshua is our, is our intern. Hey. Uh, this is what? Your, is this the final week? No, no, no. Please. No. no. <laughs> if I that. think it's the final week, then, yeah. then I get an extra gift because you're making ice cream this week, right? I am making yeah. ice cream this week. Uh, but just before we came in the studio, you said, you got music for the show? And I said, I am still thinking about it. And. He said, because I got a new song, yeah. and you played it for me, and I thought, this is good. I don't know how it fits. But then he plays that goofy thing, and you had something that was kind of in the in fun land. Yeah. In fun land. <laughs> <laughs> All songs considered as a theme park, and <laughs> we're in fun we land. We are the fun we land. We are in fun land. Yeah. So uh, who was that? So it's this musician. Her name is Sarah Tudson. She performs under the working moniker Illuminati Hotties. See? Which is Am I right? 
the best Bernie Hotties yeah. heard in a long time. Yeah. She just put out this song called Paying Off the Happiness. She came out this Friday. It's the most fun thing I've ever heard. Ever? Not ever. Uh, no. uh, yeah, well, you said ever. <laughs> We're a journalistic organization. Yeah, we, we, have, yeah. we have integrity. <laughs> yeah, so it's the most fun thing you've heard since Friday. Since Friday, yeah, yes. That, that would be fair. Um, she calls herself a tender punk. <laughs> One word. It's in a long line of songs, I think, about millennial debt and discontent, about being young and broke, and I think it's really, really fun. Paying off the happiness? Paying off the happiness, yes, sir. You, you uh, yeah, I found it, yeah, and it's from a record called Kiss Your Frenemies. Yeah, it's coming out in May on Tiny Engines. Awesome. Zipper's broken on my favorite hoodie. At 24, I'm somehow making rookie mistakes. Just the other day, I asked who we kick it. You looked away and kept your answer encrypted. I made a habit out of shuffling. Nice one. I love that. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's a phenomenal song, and they haven't even come out with their full-length record yet. So The title is kind of curious to me because I keep thinking, you're paying off the happiness. I guess maybe you graduate from college and you just had a blast in college, and now you're paying for all that. Is maybe that maybe that's the reference? Maybe, or maybe you're overthinking. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You know, you can buy happiness. There's There are studies that show you can, and money actually can buy. Can buy you love. Can buy can you buy happy. Love. Can, oh, just happiness. No, I don't know about love, but definitely happiness. Yeah. So uh, next year when they lose again. <laughs> I'm just going to go on a spending spree. <laughs> yeah, spending spree. Or we'll just play some music. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's, it's much better, right? You don't have to think about that. 
How, how much did they lose by? What was the score? Oh, God, I don't even know any. Uh, 16, I think. 16 points the whole game? Yeah. They, oh, for the love of Pete, no. They, they, <laughs> the spread was 16 uh, okay. points. Uh, just, just checking on you. <laughs> I didn't know how low you were there. They, but, but, but Villanova had 64 points just off three-point shots, which is unreal. That's just insane. I don't know what that means, but that's good. Okay. It sounds really good. It's good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Some teams don't even score 64 points in an entire game, let alone entirely from three-point shots. So, hmm. Real buzzsaw there. Yeah. Really yeah, hit yeah. a buzzsaw <laughs> with that team. Yeah. I'm going to completely, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm taking us somewhere else. I'm going to take us to Young Fathers, oh, wow. uh, a okay, trio who cool. I love from Scotland, and uh, they have an album out it's called Coco Sugar. I'm just going to get right to the music. I'm going to play you this song from Young Fathers called In My View. Lay my belly on a woman Leave her dancing for the lala Take her for the damn, the damn, the damn Fine wine and foie gras In my view Nothing's ever given no way I believe To advance then you must be In my view Man, oh man, oh man. 
Great band. They re- remind me so often. They remind me of TV on the radio. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. They're from Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, their album's called Coco Sugar, Young Fathers. Uh, Tiny Desk, they did, what, back in 2015, maybe? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, 2015. And uh, I dearly love them. So where are you going to go from that? Let's go to the band Fourth Wanderers, and Fourth is like go forth and prosper. This has been Guturl and uh, the singer Ava Trilling. He writes the music, she writes the words. He's in Ohio, and she's in New York, and they send stuff back and forth. Usually he writes a song, sends it to her, much the way you work with your band, because you guys are spread out. He writes the music, sends it to her, and she just sits alone quietly with it and writes the words to it. He'd probably annoy her being in the same room anyway. Yeah, Yeah, that's the best way. They had a couple of EPs, and and they self-released a full-length record in 2014, but they have since signed with Sub Pop for their next record. It's self-titled Fourth Wanderers. And I think when you listen to this song called Taste, I was just really taken by it. There's so much yearning in the song and this sort of dizziness that made me, I don't know, it it sort of captured to me this out-of-body experience, this out-of-body feeling you have when you're losing everything and there's not a thing you can do about it. And that's not to say it's a dark song, but it just has that, I don't know, dizziness to it. Uh, Fourth Wanderers and this song called Taste.
even though it's got a mid, mid-tempo mid range to it and sort of a ballad, there's something about it that's relentless to me. The the melody, the the rhythm, and it just keeps going and going. There's never this like, okay, now we're going to have a little bridge and mm-hmm. now, you know, it's sort of relentless. And it's interesting to me how intimate and personal this song is when you consider that two people wrote it independent of each other and put their parts together. And they both wrote it from completely opposite places. So uh, the singer... Ava Trilling says, I was, and I'm quoting her here, she says, I was in a difficult place with my relationship at the time and I felt that writing a song about my state of mind would help me get out of my head. I was struggling with admitting to myself that the big issues in our relationship stemmed from a majority of my own decisions. So she's in a place of heartache. But uh, Ben Guterl says that I wrote this song in my freshman year of college and it was sitting on my computer in GarageBand for a while. I didn't know how to finish it. I remember forcing myself to sit down and work through it to try to impress my girlfriend a little bit before we started dating. So he's trying yeah. to woo this person. And complete, so, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, and then Ava hears the sadness in it. But this is from Fourth Wanderers, their self-titled record out April 27th on Sub Pop. It's Wonderful. a good one. Take a break time? Yeah, let's do a break and see what happens next. Support for this podcast and the following message come from How Stuff Works, producers of The Soundtrack Show. Ever wonder why the music to Star Wars is so perfect? Or why Rocky's music makes you want to hit the gym? What goes into a perfect soundtrack? Join entertainment industry veteran David W. Collins as he breaks down the music, sounds, and more that go into your favorite movies, TV shows, video games, and live theater. The Soundtrack Show. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Support also comes from Netflix, presenting the film Paradox. Daryl Hannah's debut feature-length film builds on the success of her short that won a jury prize at the Berlin Film Festival in 1993, starring Neil Young, Micah Nelson, and Lucas Nelson. Paradox is Hannah's personal expression of music and love. Paradox is now available to stream on Netflix. Hmm, Jayhawk's still lost. I, I thought maybe after the break something, <laughs> something might have changed, but... So, my weekend uh, wasn't a Jayhawk weekend, I'm sorry, I know... Hmm. Yeah, you thought, Weird. but however. Yeah. All right, whatever. I was watching tiny desk contest videos. Right. Now, okay, fair enough. I have to be a judge in these, and I help pass the ones that I love onto our panel of judges. Mm-hmm. But it is a rabbit hole worth getting sucked into. Oh, yeah. Like, and you can do this. Everybody can do this. Well, you can just go online. Of them. There are thousands, thousands of them. And they are like hilarious. There are people in spacesuits. There are people wearing uh, Barbie doll costumes. There's, And then there's absolutely great music. Yeah, we have been gathered around computers watching some of the entries it, before in the past and all just like tears streaming yeah. from our eyes from laughing so hard. So, so this isn't just like a plug for the tiny... It is... You're, you like music. You're listening to the show. You want to get sucked down a fun rabbit hole with your friends. Sit and watch Tiny Desk Contest entry videos. So you get the goofy ones. You get brilliant musicians. You get people who probably haven't played a song in front of a camera ever. And then you get these stories that are so touching. It just stops you and makes you think of the preciousness of life. And we got one from a fellow named Bernie Dalton. The band is called uh, Bernie and the Believers. I'm going to do my best to tell this story. You've seen this video? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I watched it today. The story of this is, here's a man, he's 46 years old, he goes at 4 a.m. every day, he goes into the Pacific and he's a surfer, but he's also a musician and he really wants to be a singer. And he finds a voice coach 
uh, at 46 years old and starts taking singing lessons, right? Yeah. And that in itself is beautiful. Right. Right. Two months into his singing lessons, he can't sing anymore. He can't even vocalize anymore. He loses the use of his vocal cords. Seems like laryngitis goes on too long. He then starts to not be able to swallow, chokes on water. I talked to uh, the voice coach today. Her name is Essence Goldman. He learns that he has ALS, which is this debilitating disease. But worse than that, he has the worst kind, which is a hugely progressive and fast form of the disease, which basically makes use of your muscles just sort of vanish and and, and starts from the top and works its way down. Mm -hmm. Lou Gehrig's disease. Yes, and, and, and all he is now capable of doing is using something called eye gaze, E-Y-E gaze, which basically, like Stephen Hawking, you look at a screen and where your eyes look at the screen and see a letter, it basically types out words. And that's all Bernie's capable of doing. Essence Goldman, his voice coach, Mm -hmm. becomes kind of a writing partner with him. He's still determined to write songs. And for a while, he's able to write on a, a board, a whiteboard. Uh, they exchange notes. And he t- starts turning in songs to her. She's a musician, not just a voice coach. She's a singer in her own right. And over the course of the past year or so, they actually recorded an album of Bernie's music, which is just astonishing. And for the Tiny Desk Contest entry, you see the entire band surrounding this man who's incapable of moving anything but his eyes and his mouth a bit, watching this band performing a song that he wrote. He wrote the words for Essence, and the the rest of the band wrote the music for it. And you see them perform this song while he's in the hospital bed. It's heartbreaking and amazing, and I I actually just, I'm going to play the song for you, And uh, but seeing it is... We'll put it on site and seeing it is the thing to do when you have a minute and you'll have a few minutes afterwards to absorb it. It's not a casual watch. My name is Bernie Dalton. My lifelong dream was to record an album. A year ago, I was diagnosed with an aggressive form of ALS. It was time to get my butt in gear. I could no longer speak or sing, so I asked my singing teacher, Essence, to become my voice. A thousand friends contributed. Our first single is called Unusual Boy. Always a boy loves me when I start to open. Always a boy leaves me. It's not enough.
the end there you see his uh his a little model of a tiny desk with stephen hawking's book uh, uh, yeah. brief history of time yeah and you you hear him in in there getting really emotional yeah he's it's so powerful it, it's a lovely lovely song too sure is we'll put a link up on the site uh so you can learn more about bernie and essence goldman and the band and the music and the album that's available uh quite an entry so one thing that happens in our office, we are all a bunch of people listening to music, but one thing you don't hear is actually music in the office, besides the tiny desk concerts, right? People are listening to music on their headphones, mm-hmm. independent of one another. But the other day, for reasons that are unknown to me, Tom Heisinger, you know, the guy that sits near you, Robin? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, who just walked in the door. Hello, guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just oh, talking hi, about Tom. you for a minute. Don't worry about it. He started blasting this, like, piano music. 
Like he he listens to classical music. Yeah, he'll tell you that he didn't realize that it was coming out of the speakers because he'll have his headphones on. Yeah, it's been. Trying to evangelize a little bit about the <laughs> yeah, music. Yeah, that's right. So you we, guys we've can always, have a well-rounded musical education. We've always thought that uh, <laughs> the, 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 gig, the jig is up. So this piano music is blasting, and it is just gorgeous. It is dripping gorgeous. I know uh, you told me to turn it down, but you were just kidding because that you I was liked kidding. it. Yeah, I, I, did, I did totally like it. So I want you to tell everybody, the world, about this Rachmaninoff piece. Okay, it is a Rachmaninoff prelude. So what's a prelude? Well, you know, in the box time, it was a little piece of improvisational music that came before a fugue. But when the Romantics got a hold of it, principally Chopin, because he's the model here, he's the influence for Rachmaninoff, then these preludes, which are short little piano poems you can think of, they turned into whatever flights of fancy the composer wanted. And so the one that you liked... And I do too. It's really, it's, it's probably the most beautiful one is the prelude in G, opus 32, number five. He wrote two groups of these. Hmm. And, um, you know, some of these preludes of Rachmaninoff, they just, you know, roar with all kinds of extroverted piano pounding. And, and others like this one are more introverted. And this one, I think, is delicate as, as butterfly wings. There's this searching, kind of rising melody in the right hand. It also flutters a little bit like a butterfly. And then there's this sun-dappled babbling brook thing happening in the left hand in groups of five notes, quintuplets. And that happens through almost the whole thing. It's just gorgeous. There was a, a, a moment in the melody that reminded me of the uh, of the beautiful folk tune Shenandoah. Da, da, da. Da, 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 da. I can't. I didn't hit the note right, but you'll, you'll, <laughs> okay, you, you, well, we'll play it and and uh, let's yeah. listen. Dear for God, it. cut that! Cut <laughs> that from, don't make anybody listen to that. <laughs> oh. da, 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 da. Thank you. 
Oh, that's beautiful. Bob? Oh, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> What the hell was that? <laughs> that was the, uh, the, the postlude. <laughs> that the was clay the, lude. the coda to the coda. A lot of people don't know that side to Rachmaninoff. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, right, that, that, uh, that shredding side. Yeah. Uh, no, that was beautiful. Yeah. It was the prelude in G, Opus 32, number 5 of Rachmaninoff, and a brand new recording by uh, Nikolai Lugansky, who's a, a Moscow native, and he plays all over the world. Uh, he's 45 years old. He's one of the great pianists, and he... He really specializes in this repertoire. He's recorded it before, and he runs a Rachmaninoff festival south of Moscow, and he plays in Rachmaninoff's estate and things like that. And uh, he's he's a terrific pianist. You played a, a bunch of the other cuts for me, bits of it, and some of it was very disjointed. Some of it was also very beautiful, and uh, I really was leaning. That's in my life. I want that comfort. Well, this one I think of as a, like a little a little poem whispered to you on a. Sunny summer afternoon. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Tom. I sure. like sitting by you, Tom. You play you play whatever you want out of your speakers right, anytime thank you. you want. Thank you. Even Zanakis? Sure. Know. Yeah. Penderecki? All right. Penderecki, yeah. You no, got no, it. You yeah. got it. All right. You want to go out on a band called Hookworms? Hookworms? Do you know Hookworms? <laughs> I think Rachmaninoff would would have appreciated it. You know Hookworms. I think actually they were one of your discoveries at CMJ yeah. A, yeah, yeah. a number yeah. of years ago. Um, but this is a band from Leeds in England. They put out a couple of records, and then they were uh, and and they make this. You know, their records were pretty loud and noisy and um, sometimes chaotic. Uh, they put out a couple records, and and then their home studio was destroyed by a flood. A, a river that was near the building flooded and destroyed everything, and they had to completely rebuild. So they got sidelined for a while. And when they reconvened, uh, this record that I want to talk about is what they came up with. It's a record called Micro Shift. And as I said, they can get pretty chaotic. Listen, here's a little sample of one, one song from the new record. Yeah. Yeah, which, which is just crazy. That song's called Boxing Day. But they also have these really lovely, more introspective, almost ambient moments, which is what I want to play on this epic song of theirs. It's called Opener. It is not the opener to the record, but it is called Opener. And uh, it's a song that is in part about some of the messed up ways we view masculinity, or I should say maybe the misplaced value uh, we we traditionally see as masculinity and and all the people in the band go by their initials and MJ is the singer and he says the lyrics of the song are an exploration of the lack of emotional labor in masculine friendships and how we're taught as young men to equate failure as a failure of our masculinity Um, and this has a really great build to it Uh, the song again is called Opener from Hookworms and their record Microshift which is out now Looking forward to this. This is a journey, right? This is a journey. It is a journey. Let's go out on this journey. Let's journey out. You and I together, Bob. All right. Here we go. Ready? Thanks, everybody, for NPR Music. It's all songs considered. Bye, Joshua. Oh, you got another week. Never mind. At least. No, two couple <laughs> weeks. A couple weeks. <laughs> Thank you.